Welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets. I'm John. You can find me on Twitter at JRTweetsTennis. Before we get to Sunday's third round action, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel. And then comment below with what your favorite selection happens to be for tomorrow's action. And then, of course, head over to your favorite podcast app and rate, review, and subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets The Mix. Sunday's action wraps up the third round, and we're almost into the second week of the second Grand Slam of the season. We have three matches once again to cover. We'll begin on the men's side today with Danil Medvedev, minus five games against Christian Garin. This may seem a little odd at first, laying games with a guy who generally has never been comfortable on clay, but there's a few reasons to do so in this case. The first is Christian Garin's game has not been nearly as strong as it was in years past on clay. First of all, all of, a lot of his titles in his career have come in the golden swing early in February, early in the season in February, where, of course, the, the fields in South America on clay tend to be a little weaker. You get more challenger players in those main draws. And so it's a little easier to poach titles um, at that level. The second thing is Garin has not looked good this year. Uh, this is pure conjecture, but there's a part of me that still does not believe he is fully fit. And I wonder if we see him sit out part of or all of grass season up until Wimbledon, and then potentially into some hard court events as well. He does not look right, and this week's results have not convinced me otherwise. He did not look great in his first round match against Juan Ignacio Landero, who has not been good at all the last few seasons, even on the clay that he found his maiden title on a few years back down in Argentina. He he dropped a set there and frankly faced double-digit break points. That does not reassure me on his on his serve at all. His second match against Mac Mackenzie McDonald, I mean, Mackenzie McDonald had him on the brink. He had multiple match points in the third set. He led by two sets in a break. He was all over him. He had really good opportunities in the fifth set. Uh, to, to break and, and end up serving for the match, and he failed there too. So that was a narrow escape, once again, facing 18 break points in that match. And then his last match against Marcos Chiron, someone who does not move on the clay, does not like the clay, and doesn't have a big enough game to hit through the surface. I mean, he really did handle him in the first, second, and fourth sets. But in that, in or sorry, in, the, in ones that he was up 5-2 and ended up losing at 7-5, that's not really the kind of put-away instinct I'm looking for for someone who's supposed to be a clay court specialist. Daniil Medvedev, on the other hand, the complete opposite. Doesn't usually like the clay, but there's a few factors here that have really helped him this year at Roland Garros and have, have really brought me up on his chances to go deep into this tournament, or at least to the quarterfinals. And that happens to be his return game. First, the ball is bouncing much lower this year. The Infosys stats have shown even Rafael Nadal's super high RPM forehand is not bouncing nearly as high as it used to or it did in the fall and previous years here at Roland Garros. That lower bouncing ball is what Medvedev wants. Why he's never enjoyed clay? Because he does not like the high bouncing balls. He likes low, quick, low bouncing, quicker surfaces. And he's getting that not necessarily as much as he wants here this year, but more than he normally does. And it has reaped rewards for him. He has been breaking at nearly 40% this week. That is unheard of for him on the clay. And his serving has not dipped as much as it used to. He has held 76% or better of his service games in each of his three matches. And his last match against Riley Opelka, now Riley's not the greatest returner, but he held 93% of his service games. I love this combination of Medvedev's improved play on clay, his, in, his incredible returning stats this week. And then of course, his ability to hold serve is always reassuring. We're going to go ahead and lay the games here. The odds on this, plus 100 for minus five games for Medvedev. 
The second match I want to talk about, we're going to go to a total here. This time it's going to be an over as opposed to an under. It's Alejandro Davidovich Fokina versus Federico Del Bonis. Over 37 games at minus 103. This number recently popped up a little bit, which really made me like it even more. I don't think, I really would love to see Alejandro Davidovich Fokina move on. I think he's one of the best things for tennis among the young uh, players. But he just... He's played 10 sets of tennis in the last few days, the last four or five days, and I'm not convinced he can get by the Wiley veteran who's had probably his best clay season in a long time, and credit to Del Bonis for that. I do think he has the game to trouble Del Bonis, though, who likes, who needs time to wind up with his big backswings, and Davidovich Fokina can take the ball, and he can absolutely rip it off both wings and really limit the time you have. The reason why I like the over here, you've got a Wiley veteran who's had a great season in Del Bonis, Versus Alejandro Davidovich-Rokino, who's a young sensation, rips the ball, big energy, and has all the talent in the world, but has played 10 sets. Usually, I'd go with the underdog money line here. I'm a little concerned that Davidovich-Rokino can start off really strong, keep this one close, win one of the opening two sets, and then I think the fade comes later on in the match. I do believe this goes at least four sets. And as a result, instead of the underdog money line here, I'm going to go with the over and try and hedge against potential fatigue as the match wears on. Again, over 37 games here, minus 103 for Davidovich Fokina versus Del Bonis. The final match is on the women's side, and it brings to us two very strong players. Everyone knows who Serena Williams is. I'm not so sure much of the, the many people know who Elena Rabakina is. She's an incredible talent, and probably the person who was hurt most by the pandemic stoppage, because since the restart, she hadn't been as good as she was prior. But I like her to cover plus three and a half games against Serena here at plus 104 odds. Why? Well, she's looked much better this week. Granted, her opposition has not been the greatest. That's why we've been able to get that under against Vesnina. Um, if for those who listen to, to my podcast, we do have a chance here to get someone who finally has found some form. And even if Serena's exponentially better than the player she's beaten. She has not looked that great this week. She's only dropped one set, but she faced multiple set points in the tiebreak in her first round match against Irina Camelia Begu. She dropped a set to Mihaela Buzarnescu, and she looked really tired in the third. And frankly, last match, she was down 4-1 in the second before ripping off five straight games to beat Danielle Collins. I think Rybakina, of those three players I mentioned that Serena has played, I believe Elena Rybakina is most similar to Danielle Collins. The difference is, I think she's a little more controlled in her aggression. She's got Big weapons to hit with Serena, and that is almost compulsory if you want to take Serena out. We saw two lighter hitters trying to angle their way to victory. They they had some success, not nearly enough to beat her. Danielle Collins had the game. We saw in that second set, she had figured it out how you can beat Serena, and her game completely collapsed on her. If Rybakina can channel that same kind of game Danielle Collins did, play with a bit more control, I think she might be able to pull off the upset outright. So three and a half games at plus money here is something I am more than willing to take once again. Rybakina plus three and a half against Serena at plus 104. And I'm not suggesting it, but I will be tell I will tell you that I personally am going to sprinkle the money line as well if you want to get a little bit frisky with it. Thanks so much again for watching, guys. We'll be back with Monday's picks tomorrow. Again, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and we'll still talk to you then.